Now it's time for Youper Wisdom. My name is Kim Key. I have been in the healing arts for 40 years. If you happen upon this, know that it's meant to be. On this episode, we are talking about the human ego and how to understand it in a way that maybe we haven't been able to before. Welcome to another episode of Youper Wisdom. I'm here with Kelly, who is the producer of this podcast, and we welcome you with our deep, heartfelt joy. We know that you're listening for a reason, and we repeat that in the podcast because it's true, and everything does happen for a reason. So we welcome you with open hearts. And we're going to talk about the human ego. There's some confusion about it, and many people don't know what the human ego even is. And so, uh, because I uh, have been a a body worker, a massage therapist, and a a counselor and a cranial sacral therapist for so long, I have had the privilege of being with people on a one to one basis. Uh, for my sessions and their sessions. And one of the threads that I have seen for all these years is how to help us manage, understand, and come in alignment with ourselves and respect and honor our egos, but also be aware of when they go askew. So that's our topic today. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm excited about this one too. I think it's much needed to go out there in the podcast universe because I think our society in general, there's a lot of ego out there in America, in the world, really. I cannot wait to hear you break it down in your uber wisdom ways. Why don't you break it down a little bit of kind of defining what the human ego is. Right. So the first thing that I want to say is it separates us from all other beings on this planet because we have an observer self that the animals don't have, the plants don't have, the minerals don't have, They are more just one with themselves without thinking about themselves or contemplating their reality. They just are. And so when we're born, when we're little wee ones, babies, we actually don't really have much of an ego at all. We come in in that really uh, natural way of being where we feel connected to everything. And so we live through our senses more than we live through our minds. And then our minds start to develop. So when we're little, and you can see this when you look in baby's eyes, there is this open, empty wisdom that is there. And we feel and have that way of being 
until we're about two. And that's one of the reasons we call the terrible twos the terrible twos. <laughs> because Ooh, yes, that makes yes. a lot of sense. Is right. that when the ego starts to form? That is exactly. So what we realize as our brain develops way back when we're little is that we are separate from mom and that we are our own being. And and we are here uh, on this planet, um, uh, you know, as, as a way to express ourselves, but we are individuals. So it's like that individualization comes forth when we're about that age. The brain develops to that point. And the actual cranium, the skull, closes so that soft spot up there is all closed up there so that that connection, that crown chakra connection, that heaven and earth connection is, is now different. And so we, we are a human being and we have a part of us that is an observer. Does that make sense? Yes. So at about the age of two, we start to understand that we are pretty much alone on this planet and we have our personality. So the ego starts to develop and form and it's a bridge between our conscious and our unconscious mind. And it is a very important and significant part of our human experience. So it's a good thing. I mean, we have to have an ego and to be here. That's part of our consciousness as human beings. We have to be able to observe. We have to be able to figure out uh, when we're in danger in our fight or flight. We need to judge circumstances. And so the ego, the positive ego, is a very significant part of our being here. And it is uh, a very strong presence that we want to develop. So what happens then uh, through life and through growing up and through training and through our culture, we learn ways to relate to the world. And so we develop all these different aspects of the ego. And part of that is the negative ego. So the negative ego is that part of the mind structure that uh, gets out of balance. And to just give you an example of that, you know, if you have a little child, we'll just stay with the children right now, and they are being told, uh, go to your room, go to your room, go to your room, you're bad, you're bad, you're wrong, then their ego starts to develop and internalize like there's something wrong with them. They might feel sorry for themselves. They might feel angry. They might feel uh, upset about who they are. And so what happens is that that ego that is supposed to serve in a positive way kind of inverts itself and turns into a negative way. So one of the things that I explain to so many of my clients here in the UP um, with the youper wisdom is <laughs> I, I say, you know, that the ego does one of two things. It's really quite simple, even though we're getting a little bit more complex about it here, but it does one of two things and it does both things. It either thinks it's better than 
or it's less than. So it's the same coin, both sides. I am better than you. I make more money than you. I have a bigger house than you. I have a better car than you. I have a greater husband than you. I have, my kids are really, really, really awesome. They're better than your kids. It's that judgment, that objector judgment of that arrogance that feels like I, 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 I am better than everyone or mm. anyone. Yes. And the flip of that is that the 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 other part of the negative ego is I'm less than, I'm worthless, I'm uh, I I don't feel confident, I'm in self-pity, I'm in martyr, I'm in pain, I'm I uh, people don't like me. So it's all this mind judgment that happens to us that we learn as we grow. And so we don't learn that we're just pure positive consciousness. We learn a lot about the ego and we sometimes mimic other people's egos and, um, and develop these thought patterns that are, that, that we believe we are and we're not. The ego is just the mind. It's not consciousness. So the ego is thoughts and beliefs that make us feel we're better than or less than. That's it. Wow. Right. That's, that's something that I don't really think a lot of people think about. No. You know? that's, no. And it, but it's also so simple if you, if you think about it. Right. So in our world, we have allowed our negative ego to overtake our life and our reality. And that's why it's so significant to talk about it with our listeners and with you, because it is really damaging. It is greedy. It puts people down. It's the bully. It's, it's the, that ego is the one that wants to destroy that's what it wants to do. And, you know, as I've thought about it through the years, and I've thought about it a lot, I think that that's maybe what they meant in the Bible when they said sin. I think if you replaced that word sin with ego, it might make a lot of sense. So that that hunger and greed and trying to get on top and trying to, you know, like, put people down for it and kill people and hurt people and harm people, which has been going on on our planet all of our whole entire existence, more in the last 5,000 years, when people feel like they are power greedy and power hungry and they want to put everybody else in their place. And so that ego is destructive that type of an ego, and we want to be able to understand it. We all have it, but we want to be able to understand that if we know that that's what's going on, we can say, we can actually get to our observer consciousness self and say, oh, that's the ego. That's, that's not me. That's my ego playing out, and I am not going to do that. Because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. It's just hungry. It's starving. It's just a starving little gremlin. 
would you call that being self-aware of when you're acknowledging the ego? Yes. So I feel like people don't even understand that they're not their ego these days, a lot of people. And so any kind of um, spiritual practice or religious practice or meditative practice or uh, even physical exercise or anything that you can do in the woods, in nature, or watch the animals, it helps us get that self-awareness. So we know that we are not our minds. We're not our better than or less than ego. We are self-aware, conscious beings that don't have to knee-jerk our way through life. It's the knee-jerk responses. You know, if somebody comes up to me and says, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. And I allow that into my awareness and feel it and say, thank you as a gift. That's self-awareness. If somebody comes up to you and says, you know, you're really, really, really beautiful. And you say, I know I'm the most beautiful thing. I know. I mean, I'm way prettier than that person. That There's the ego. There it is. Boom. And if you know that, then you don't have to buy into it. Uh, if, if you're feeling, if you wake up in the morning and somebody says something awful to you and you say to yourself, you hear your words through your own self-awareness, you hear your thoughts, wow, they're right. I really am stupid. You know, I, I am really, really a dumb person. That's your ego. That's the ego talking. And so, so what I, uh, the best description that I can give which I'm so excited to share, is it's supposed to be our mail carrier. So the ego is supposed to deliver information to us, and we are supposed to take that information, that mail, and open it and read it and decipher it through our awareness, right? Well, we kind of get lazy, and we learn things from other people, and so now we say to the ego, well, I don't, I don't really want to open the letter. You open the letter. And so they open the letter and then you say, okay, well just read that, read that information to me. And then the ego says, sure, I'll read that information to you. And then they read the information and then you say, well, you know, what does that information mean? And the ego says, oh, sure. I will tell you how to interpret all this information. I will tell you what's what you make you feel better than feeling better than, or I will make you feel less than, and that's my job. And so, so that's the negative ego. The positive ego just gets the information, discriminates what is accurate on an internal level from the heart and the consciousness and doesn't buy into the game that the ego plays with the person. And, and you can see that in your, in, within everybody. You can see when somebody's feeling bad about themselves. You can feel when somebody's feeling better than, you know, better than everybody else. And so you can see that ego all over every minute of the day when you're interacting with people. And when people don't have that negative ego, they have more of a positive ego. Then there's a, a, a rhythm and a dance and an uplifting feeling. But you know the negative ego is in play when it starts to feel uncomfortable. When you start to feel uncomfortable and then you say, oh, there goes my own ego. And you just say, okay, there's my ego. 
And oh, well, but that's not who I am. That's really interesting because um, I tend to get very triggered when I come across people who think they're better than me um, and who have this huge, just like this attitude. Like I'm a very positive person. Yes, you are. When I, when I come across people who have this ego or what I like to call resting bitch face, (laughs) (laughs) um, it triggers me. And I, I tend to not want to like be a nice person. Um, and so I think what, after what you just said, I think my ego gets triggered into a negative space. So with that being said, what can you do? Like if somebody comes and, you know, gives you some looks or if they think you're better than you, they give off those vibes. Like what's the best way to deal with a negative ego like that? I think of a whole bunch of different things, but I guess the, you know, what did, what did Jesus do, right? Turn the other cheek, you know? So I think it's important to be aware of your knee-jerk reaction. I think that's a healthy response. So if somebody's being arrogant and you're right there with them, I think that we have a right to call them out. If we call them out from our heart, it makes a big difference than calling them out from our ego. So instead of like getting in a fight, you go underneath that. So if somebody comes up to me and says, your outfit is uh, really, really alternative, you know, and, and I right away cuz i can f- you can actually feel that more than even the words i mean those words could be interpreted a whole bunch of different ways but that arrogance then my knee jerk is shut up right but i don't want to really go there with that person and i could say something like what do you mean by that so if so you Ooh, call right, that's you a good one cuz it puts them in that it, it puts it in their court. Exactly. You don't go to that level. Like you feel your knee jerk, you feel yourself getting hot. You know, that's the fight or flight. That's a natural response. You can't curb your own ego response to things. You know, um you you can train yourself to not eventually, but, you know, initially when you're training yourself to just be self-aware, you know, you can just feel your feelings, note them, note where they're coming from, note that it's your ego reacting, and then go underneath that comment. You don't have the right beliefs, Kim. You know, you know, you're just, you got your head in the sand. Okay. I appreciate that you feel that way but that's not the case. And why would you ever say that to me unless you just wanted me to feel bad? So you take that ego response or uh, conversation, and if you can possibly, and we talk about this a lot in, in therapy sessions, go underneath what's really going on. Because anybody that's a bully or arrogant or snotty or greedy, they're 
they're really just feeling underconfident. And we know that about bullies in school. We know that they've been bullied. And so then their ego forms bully and they bully because they don't feel good about themselves. And you can say something like, I'm sorry, you don't feel good about yourself that you have to put me down for what I wear. You know, it, it stops people right in their tracks. They don't even know what to do. It's yeah, it's interesting too, because most of those people are the most insecure people out yes. there. It, yes. Their insecurities are projecting. Yes. Um, and for me, I just feel like I have to learn to just like block that out. For me, for a long time, I had an ego that was really, really sweet and really, really kind all the time. And my ego just wanted to make everybody feel good. And she didn't want to get into any fights. And she was a peacemaker because <laughs> that's how she was taught. And I got, you know, slapped around. And I remember <laughs> by life, and I remember my husband said to me, this is good for you. You are too attached to your image of being kind. And that was my ego. Wow. So that was my ego. I was too attached to the image. It's the image. Yes. It's the face that we show. It's the, it's the style that we have. If we're doing all of that from our heart and it can shift and we can change and be different in different situations. But if I'm always thinking of myself as a really kind person or a really smart person or a really a savior person, <laughs> then that's my ego uh, getting me out of balance. It's not our job. It's not the ego's job to help and fix. It's the ego's job to observe that give it to our awareness and for us to drop it into our heart so that we maybe just hold space for that or maybe we don't even care or maybe we get mad or but we have different reactions it's not always the same like the ego's kind of routine you know it 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 does the same dance all the time all the time, it just wants to do its same thing, and it kind of likes that routine, and it likes to think those thoughts that makes it feel better or less all the time. It's like this little yamma yamma, yummy yum yamma in your head. <laughs> it is, yes. And so what are some positive, um, like you mentioned, negative parts of the um, ego? And I think that's definitely, um, when I think about ego, I think of it as a negative of like, oh, you know, this person has a huge head, like they think they're better than everybody, yada, yada. Can you kind of just go a little bit further into the positive ego that yeah. people can kind of tap into of like, hey, you know, let's take this negative ego that we have and let's turn it into a positive thing. Right. So the positive ego is just a simple, simple thing. It is your observer self observing the world with no judgment. And that aligns with the conscious self-awareness. So the positive ego is, is going to protect you it's going to be there for you. It's going to help you discriminate your reality. It's going to say, 
mm, this person's maybe good for me to be around. This situation might not be good for me to be around. It is the calmer part of the mind that observes and then passes that information on to our own intuition and our own consciousness. And that is the part of the mind that is extremely significant and important. We have to have ego here. There's no way a human can live without an ego, right? So what we need to do though, is tame that ego in a way that it serves us instead of us serving it. And, you know, one of the examples that pops in in my mind and I heard uh, a number of years back is, you know, in the early 30, 1930s and 40s, we developed a lot of institutions. We have the inst educational institution and the, the relig religious institutions and the government institutions and the welfare institutions and the union institutions. All these institutions were developed and they were developed to serve us, to help us. But now the institutions are serving themselves. And that's kind of the same thing as the, e the negative ego versus the positive ego. So, you know, the ego is supposed to serve us and give us information, and then we decipher it from, for our own self. And the negative ego wants to take that information and use it for its own self-interest self-greed and and break us down. And so it really truly is the enemy. And all these shootings and all this political stuff, I feel that the negative ego has just been ramped up. And the positive ego, people don't even understand. And we just think we are that mind that is after something, you know, uh, after money or after, it's not even about the money. It's not even about the, the helping people. It's about the ego serving itself. And how can I do that? How can I serve myself? It's not feeling centered in self. It's not a community sharing of self. It's not a tribal idea of a model of we're all connected and we all have gifts. It's a mindset of you're stupid and uh, I'm better than you because uh, my negative ego says that I am superior. And the positive ego says everybody is beautiful and we're all different and we're all diverse and we need to work together. So that's the critical that's the criticalness of the human ego. It's like we are making a choice in human uh, reality right now, which way we're going to go. And we can see the split. You know, some of us want goodness, truth, and beauty to prevail. And we hold that goodness, truth, and beauty. And some of us just want to take over and crush and harm and we see that. And there is the difference between the positive ego and the negative ego. That's a, that's a good example of that. 
Wow, that is definitely a, a really good example, especially for the times that we are living mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that you said tame the ego. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like that should be a t-shirt that we wear mm-hmm. around and be like, mm-hmm. tame the ego. Okay. That's a great <laughs> youper wisdom uh, thing that you just, you know, you're spitting knowledge all the time, but that one, I really love tame the ego. Yes. And, you know, another thing, Another question that popped into my head when you were just like spitting this amazing knowledge, that could the ego, um, since there is a good and a bad, essentially be your conscience, like right. your little brain kind of. Right, right. And, and with that same is what we call the faculty of discrimination. So that's your conscience too. Your faculty of discrimination is where you are observing your thoughts and feelings and beliefs and attitudes, and you are choosing consciously how to direct those. So that faculty of discrimination is, okay, this might be a bad thing going on for me here, and I'm going to shift that into something that I feel good about, you know, because ultimately, we can't say what's good or bad for anyone else. It's only us. And so you take, if you're feeling like you're thinking something bad, then you observe that. Just observe it. Don't have to judge it. Don't have to go, oh, poor me or oh, stupid me, because that's the ego trying to creep in there. You say, "I'm I'm thinking something bad. I'm feeling something bad. Isn't that interesting? Okay, now can I shift that? Can I think and feel better about that? That's the conscience that you're talking about, I think. And that faculty of discrimination is a part of our brain that sorts through that. And um, that is part of the uh, monitoring of that ego. It's almost like science, you know, so you have your consciousness and then you have your ego jumping around better than less than, better than less than, better than less than. That's all I do. La, 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 la. It gets kind of boring. And but if you grab onto it, then you then you are it. So to see it and feel it with your consciousness and your conscience and discriminate Oh, and no, like we don't know. Nobody teaches us in sixth grade about the ego. You know, nobody teaches us these things. So we don't even know. So we get kind of lost, you know, and we had some pretty good, strong morality, you know, a number of years ago with things, but that is even kind of gone astray. So, so it is kind of a a, a crisis of the human mind right now. It's that what can I get? How can I use? What can I get? How can I use? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? And it's not the me of the self-aware. It's the me of the ego because it's insatiable. It is so hungry for power. Mm -hmm. The ego is so hungry. It's not hungry to be empowered as a human being. It's hungry to take power from others. It, it, that is wow. its feed or take power from your own self-esteem. It is a destroyer of life. And we see that all over in different ways. 
And so the more that, you know, you and I and our listeners can understand and be aware and not condemn ourselves for it, but just be aware, oh, that's my ego there. I think I'm going to not listen to that right now. You know, go ego, take a nap. Or you're fired. You're fired yeah, today. Take a, take a long power nap. <laughs> go on vacation. Um, go on vacation for a while. <laughs> I I love what you said, and it goes back to being able to tame the ego again, where you're taking a step back, like you're feeling it, and then you're taking a step back, and you're choosing the positive ego instead of the negative ego. Yes. You know, I keep hearing the kind of trendy keyword of ego death. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on uh, what you think about an ego death. So the ego can never die. <laughs> uh, if the human ego dies, then the person dies because we, again, we have to have an observer self. It's a gift. It's supposed to be a gift. We have conscious awareness of ourselves outside of ourselves. We are the only ones on the planet that have that. It gets to be a curse when it tries to kill us through its insatiable need to control, right? So the ego death that they're talking about, I understand completely because what they're saying is that, you know, we've had enough of this big, fat, arrogant part of us, and we need it to die. <laughs> um, and so that's, I think, what they're talking about. But, but we need a positive ego. It's more like we should be saying or could be saying, not really should, but ego transformation. So mm. ego Do you hear that out there in the mm. podcast universe? Instead of mm -hmm. ego death, the keyword should be ego, ego transformation. transformation. I love that. So we're taking all those things that are in a negative influence in our lives and in our thoughts, which is where it all comes from in the first place, thoughts and feelings, and we transform, transmute, transcend that type of an ego to a positive conscious observer self that functions from heart and mind without the judgment of better than or less than. That's it. I mean, that is the formula. It's the mathematical scientific formula of the ego. I feel like the ego likes to fight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ego, ego, ego. One. Negative ego loves to fight. Yeah, loves they like fight. feel this like, I don't know. It's aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh it's powerful. It's um it's mean and it's uh it's insatiably wanting to be right. Self-righteous, self-righteous, self-righteous. And I'm not going to listen to anything else. I'm not going to believe you. I don't even want to hear what you have to say. There's no conversation about this. You know what? You're wrong and I'm right. And that's all there is to it. And that is ego gone astray. And so there's no conversation. There's no sharing of thoughts. There's just this better than or less than 
thing. And and like I said before, I feel like the human the human condition is they like that's all we're thinking about right now is that's who we think we are and we're so much more than that kelly oh my gosh we have so much more depth and and width and space than this little tiny mind ego that's judging every single thing you know (laughs) i like voice the judgy voice. That's yeah. Judgy voice. All those listeners out there, get those judgy voices out of there. Yeah. And even <laughs> if you have your judgy voice, just know that it's your ego and not you, you know? Yes. And I think I think from this whole podcast episode, I really hope our listeners can just get out of it of like just being aware of yes. the ego. And like yes. you said, taming it, taming the ego and taking a step back. Yes, and knowing that it just does positive. Ego is a good thing, and it always will be, and the negative ego is always doing the better than or the less than coin. And, you know, one of these quotes that I found was so good. It says, the human negative ego prefers anything, just about anything, to to failing, changing, or dying. The ego is the part of us that loves the status quo, even when it's not working. It attaches to the past and it fears the future. And that's Richard Rohr who said that. And Ram Das said, the ego says, once everything falls into place, I'll have peace. And the spirit or self says, find peace and then everything will fall into place. Very wise words right there. Yes. And that's Ram Das. Those are great. Wow. What Mm -hmm. a way, what a way to close up this episode with those wise words of yours and others, the quotes. You always have the best way to just articulate this this type of stuff because it can be very complex, but really simple if it's broken down properly. And uh, I always find that anytime I have conversations with you or hang out with you, I just feel like a better person. So thank thank you, you, Kim Key. You are the wisdom lady um, from the UP, the Upers. Love you so much. Um, Love you. So is there any other um, things before we close it out that's on your mind? Oh, I wanted to suggest a couple of books. Oh, there we go. Right. If if people are interested now, these are books that have were probably out a long time ago, but you can probably still get them. One is by Rick Carson, and it's called Taming Your Gremlin. Oh, that's another good one. It's really, really good. And I've I'm read it a hundred times. Taming oh. Your Gremlin. And the other one is called My Ego, My Higher Power, and I by Jenny Hirschfield. And that one I found so simple in explanation um, about the ego. And then the other one, of course, is Gary uh, Zukav, and that's called Seed of the Soul. Seed of the Soul is a really good book. So those are three reference books in case you want to learn more that I've read a number of times and found delightful and informative and helped me frame 
my own self so that I could start my boot camp training with my own ego. <laughs> I think a lot of the listeners too um, should realize that you have done extensive amounts of research um, in many of the different fields. You've you know been working as a cranial sacral therapist for many, many, many years. So your background alone is just really impressive. Thank you. And, you know, I think that I'm excited for other people to be able to hear your uber wisdom. Thank you, Kelly. I think we close this episode out. Hopefully we have helped people understand the ego a little bit more. Yep. One person at a time. More awareness we have, the more healing happens. <laughs>